0: So let's stand together as we read Psalm chapter 5. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my groaning. Give attention to the sound of my cry, my King and my God. For to You do I pray. O Lord, in the morning You hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for You. And watch, for you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil may not dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. But I... Through the abundance of your steadfast love will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness. Because of my enemies, make your way straight before me. For there is no truth in their mouth. Their inmost self is destruction. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Because of the abundance of their transgressions, cast them out. For they have rebelled against You. But let all who take refuge in You rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread Your protection over them. That those who love Your name may exult in You. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield. Let's pray together. God, we ask for your word to speak and to move today. God, I know there are minds here who are closed off to you. They're absorbed with their own world, with their own self. They're absorbed with their own thinking. And and it seems like there's no way that you could get through Yet, God, I know that all things are possible through Christ, and so I pray that Your voice would break down walls and barriers. God, Your voice would break down the, the through the foolishness of our own sinful nature and our own self-absorption, and that Christ Jesus, You would shine light in the darkest heart here today. I pray, Lord Jesus, You would shine light in the darkest heart that's listening God, that you would move and empower God. I pray today we would see the old creation, the God that we would see the new come and the old would be gone, and that there would be new creations born here today through your power. So speak, Lord Jesus, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated and keep your Bible open and look at Psalm chapter 5 today. Look deeply. I've entitled this message, Follow to to Lead. A lot of times people want to be leaders. They want people to follow them. But they want to start at the top. They They want to begin at the top of the ladder without having to climb all those rungs on the bottom. And it doesn't work that way. If you want to be a leader... If you want to be somebody that's spiritually leading someone else deeper in God and and, uh, deeper in knowledge of God, you've got to follow the Lord. You've got to follow the Lord. And so the heart of the psalmist in chapter 5 is lead me in your righteousness. That's the title. Uh, Lead me in your righteousness. Lead me. We've got to be led first before we can have something... Uh, to say to others and so this psalm is written by a mover and a shaker and so if you're following along in our sermon notes that's what you're going to fill in first Uh, this is the prayer of a mover and a shaker somebody that wants to see God exalted and that wants to see the enemies of God crushed and that wants to to break down barriers And so the writer of this psalm, it's accredited to David, which if you know anything about his life, he was a poet, he was also a warrior. So if if some of you guys think that that poetry is for girls, look at the psalms. David was a warrior beyond anything you could ever be or think about being. He was a man who knew battle. He was a man as a teenager who killed a giant, Goliath. And so he is a poet warrior. And we see him in this passage moving and shaking things up. And how is he doing it? By drawing close to God. He's drawing close to the heart of God. And here's what he's doing. He's allowing the power of God to empower him. He's allowing the power of God to empower him. When he faced Goliath, when he fought countless enemies with overwhelming situations and circumstances, he didn't depend on his own power. That's what made him set apart from so many other military leaders, kings of his time. He depended on the power of God to empower him. And that's such an important thing to see. If you want to be a mover and a shaker, if you want to live a life that makes a difference, you better find your power from God. Don't think that you already have power and, oh, I'm just going to use it for God and I'm going to do it myself. It will never work that way. If you want to find power to overcome addiction and self-absorption and worldliness and whatever else you're going to be faced with, sexual immorality, well, all the, we could go on and on of all the ills of the world that seem to have such power over people's lives. It seemed like there's no hope of them ever getting clean or ever overcoming The power's there, and that power is found in God. And how we need movers and shakers in our churches uh, and in our communities today, people that are finding their power in God and not in the world's imitation sources of power and wisdom. And so I want to ask you, are you calling on God as a spiritual mover and a spiritual shaker in this world? Are you allowing God's power to empower you? Think deeply about that as we open this psalm and as we ask God to move and to change our hearts and our minds. Ask God that. Are you calling on? Because if you're not asking, you don't have it. James says we have not because we ask not. And a lot of times we don't want to move and shake anything. Just keep it the same. I don't want to change. I don't want to think differently. I don't want to have to uh, let go of things. And uh, sometimes it's our sin and we love it so much and we hold it so tight. So we don't want that shaken up. We don't want anything uh, changing. And so are you calling on God as a spiritual mover and shaker? Allowing His power to empower you. So what do we see from this psalm? Well, first of all, we see that movers and shakers get personal with God. And they allow God, uh, you know, to empower them. They, they are looking to God. To, uh, they're following Him. They're following God before they're asking others to follow them. And so you've got to get right with God first. You've got to get personal with God first. Get deep with God in your own life and in your own way before you can expect anybody's going to follow you. They're not going to believe you're a truly godly person who's changed and transformed unless God is really working in your life and you are getting personal. So look at how personal the psalmist gets in this, in this verse throughout verses 1-8. through 8. As the psalmist is sharing, what does he say? He says, you know, he's sharing his heart with God first of all. And he says, give ear to my words. Give ear to my words. He's saying, God, here's my voice. Do you realize that? That God has given you a voice, first of all. You have a voice because of God, and He wants to hear that. That's what prayer is. You, unselfishly, just because of you love God, talking to Him, sharing your heart with Him. Imagine if you had a child that didn't talk to you. Just would not speak to you. They could speak but they wouldn't. They didn't maybe they're holding a grudge or they're upset or they're just being childish and they just won't talk to you. How would that feel? That would be difficult. That would hurt. So God wants to hear your voice. So he's he says, "God, listen to me. Here's my words. Consider my groaning." God even wants to nobody wants to listen to you when you're groaning. You ever hear, you know, just somebody that's always just, oh, God groan and woe is me, and here's my latest drama, and why the world's against me. Nobody, people that love you will listen to that, but they don't want to, yet God wants to. God wants to hear your voice. And so he says, even consider my groaning. Give attention to the sound of my cry. When you're crying, when, or when someone's crying, it's uncomfortable, isn't it? If you're can't, if you trying to have sympathy, but you don't really have empathy because maybe you're not going through the same thing or you've never been through it, but they're crying on your shoulder, it's always kind of awkward because you don't know what to say and you wish you could help them more than you're helping them. But God wants, doesn't get awkward with God. You can cry your heart out to God. He will give attention to the sound of your cry. He's personal with God. He says, in the morning, hear my voice. Through the abundance of your love. Listen to that statement. Not because of guilt. Not because I have to. But through the abundance of your love. God, I enter your house. I enter the house of God. That can be true of everyone who is covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. You can enter into the very presence, into the house of God. He says, I bow down in fear of you. In a loving respect for God, He humbles Himself before God. And then He says, lead me. Oh Lord, in Your righteousness. Movers and shakers get personal with God. If you're upset with people because they're not following God and they're not doing what you say, are you following God? Are you truly getting personal with God? Or are you just telling people to do something you're not willing to do? People aren't going to follow that. Do as I say, not as I do. People don't follow that. They're not going to, especially when it comes to Christianity. The minute you say, I'm a Christian and I follow Jesus, they're watching you because they want to see you fall. They want to see you crash. It's like NASCAR. People are watching it for the wrecks. They want to see those cars coming apart. That's the exciting part, right? Uh, So, and that's a lot of times people are watching you as a Christian to see let's see let's watch this hypocrite fall apart again let's see them fall down and and so we've got to be so close to the Lord so personal with the Lord that yes we're going to fail at times but they see us get up and get right back get right back to the Lord get right back close movers and shakers seek God's power in God's wisdom, to fight their battles. And the battles can be against anything. Darkness, evil, injustice. We see that in David's world. There was lots of darkness, evil, and injustice. He even fell prey to some of it in his later life. But movers and shakers, where are we looking for power from God? Are we looking for our power from God, our wisdom from God? to fight the battles that we're facing against whatever it is. We've got to see that. So he gets serious about enemies in verses 4-10. through He gets Old Testament about enemies. Jesus teaches us as Christians to love our enemies. We learn in the New Testament in Ephesians 6, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but in the Old Testament, they wrestled against flesh and blood. They shed the blood of their enemies and they were serious about it. And David was serious about the enemies he faced and he needed God's power or he would be crushed. He needed God's wisdom or he would not have known where to place the troops and how to win those battles and conquer uh, the evil that he was faced with. And we have just as great of an enemy today and you and I need the armor of God more today than ever before. We need the power of God to overcome and to stay faithful in the midst of darkness and evil and injustice in the world, believing in the justice that Jesus is bringing when he comes again. In the justice that he brings to any society, in any place where people truly Worship Him and follow His voice and listen to Him. Things change when societies put God first in their life and worship the Lord and become spiritual movers and shakers where we're not fighting flesh and blood anymore. We're fighting against the real enemy, against the demons and the darkness that are motivating and moving people To turn away from God. And then movers and shakers are also intercessory prayer warriors. Intercessory prayer means that instead of just praying, God bless my food, God give me a good sleep, God this, give me this, God, I start to pray for other people. I start to intercede for other people and and use my voice and my time to humble myself before God and say, God help this person or that person or uh, whatever it is, these this people group or whatever I am praying for, I begin to intercede for others. And that is an awesome way to be a mover and a shaker in this world. He begins to say, let all who take refuge in you, let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them that those who love Your name may exalt in You. He's praying for the people of God. He's interceding. And as intercessory prayer warriors, as movers and shakers, we should long, it should give us joy to see people find refuge, find shelter, find joy in God, find protection in God, find the favor of God that comes through Jesus Christ. That's moving and shaking when you begin to have a heart for those things that you didn't have a heart for before. Before I was a Christian, I didn't have a heart for Bible study. I didn't have a heart for intercessory prayer or for worshiping God. But when I came to know Christ as my Savior, that changed. That changed. I began to have a heart and to rejoice when you see people come to know the Lord and find the same joy in God's Word and in worship of God and in loving one another and caring about the things of God. The definition of a mover and shaker is a person who is active or influential in some field of endeavor. So someone who is active or influential, that's what we should pray for our lives, for our church family. There's nothing worse than a dead church. There's nothing worse than dead faith. And people going, I'm a Christian, but there's no moving and shaking. There's no active uh, walk with the Lord. You're not influencing anyone or anything for the Lord. You're just in word only. And again, in the book of James, he says that's dead faith. When we know the Lord, the Holy Spirit in us is going to move and shake things up. And that's such an important thing. As followers of Jesus, who are members of the Baptist church, we believe it's the duty and the privilege of every follower And this is coming from Article 11 in the Baptist Faith and Message. It's the duty and privilege of every follower of Christ and of every church of the Lord Jesus Christ to endeavor to make disciples of all nations. Everybody, if you say I'm a Christian, if you go to a church that says we follow Jesus Christ, we must make disciples. We must be movers and shakers who are active in being influential in helping people not just hear the Gospel, but become followers of Jesus Christ, become disciples of Jesus Christ. The new birth of man's spirit by God's Holy Spirit means the birth of love for others. The birth of love for others. So that's an awesome thing that can happen in your life if you ask Jesus Christ to be your Savior and your Lord. Is you begin to love people in a new way with no strings attached. Without Christ, there is a form of love, like lustful love, eros love, uh, that kind of love or a brotherly love. That, uh, that, that the world has as well. You can, you know, the world uses the word love in all kinds of ways, but it's always a strings attached to love. I'll love you if you do this for me, but when you stop doing that for me, I don't love you no more, and I'm going to go find somebody else that'll do that for me, whatever that is. So it's always a you scratch my back, I scratch your back kind of love. It's it's always that way, and, and it's not a lasting type of love. But in Christ, there is a new love. There is a birth where Jesus will help you to even love your enemies. People that you can't stand, you'll begin to have a new love for. Jesus will change your life, and that will happen when you become a new creation in Christ when you put your faith in Jesus. Other than that, you're going to continue to see the world's kind of love, string, strings attached, right? It's kind of like after those commercials, you hear about all the side effects or you've got all the, the fine print. It's kind of that kind of love. Like, I'll love you, but all these strings are attached. But in Christ, it's a I'm going to love you because Jesus loved me regardless of how you treat me or what you do. I'm going to love you and pray for you and strive to do what I can to shine the light of Jesus in your life. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Those are movers and shakers, people that are willing to love, no strings attached for the glory of God. And then to lead others to be movers and shakers for the kingdom of God... Sounds simple, but we've got to follow the Lord. We've got to follow the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind and all our strength. If you're not following the Lord, you might be a mover and a shaker, but it's for darkness. It's for evil. We are guilty. We are part of it if we are not against it and we are not shining God's light against it. So we're all moving and shaking in some area. But if you want to be a mover and a shaker that's leading people to the Lord, then we've got to follow Jesus Christ. We've got to follow the lead of the Holy Spirit before we're going to lead anybody closer to God or anywhere else. To follow the Lord and to be influential and to be movers and shakers, we've got to get personal with God. Are you personal with God? Does He hear your voice? Do you get loud with Him if you are struggling and you don't think He's hearing your voice? It's okay. Share your voice with God. He wants to hear your personal voice talking to Him and addressing Him. If you want to to lead others, you've got to get personal with God. As you do that, that's where your power comes from. Your power comes from a relationship with God that's rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ, in faith in Jesus Christ. You're not going to get power any other way. It's like if you want to get stronger or more athletic, you've got to get to the gym, don't you? There's no magic pill that's going to build muscle. Uh, there's none of that. You gotta, you, if you want to get powerful in the Lord's, you've got to get personal with Him. You've got to get prayerful and intercede and, and pray and, and, and talk to God for others. You've got to have that new birth and then you've got to get partic- participator. That's a tough word. In proclaiming the Gospel to everyone that's not taking refuge in God. you got to participate. You've got to be active and be a part of it. We need movers and shakers. Jesus said, pray for workers. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. People who are really willing to move and shake in this world against darkness and against lies, and against all that Satan is doing are few, or are are many. But we we need people that are willing to, to get out there and to move and shake. Satan's got enough on his team. We need people who are out there putting Jesus Christ first, getting personal with God, finding their power from God, living lives that are prayerful, People that are really participating in proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ to everyone that's not taking refuge in God. So I challenge you today, are you ready to be a mover and a shaker? Are you ready? Are you willing? Here's where it's got to start. It's got to start with salvation. And that's why we close our service with a time of invitation to give you a chance. The Holy Spirit works in such a way we don't always know, can't describe it. But when you know that God is calling you to salvation, you begin to feel something that's called conviction. Where you begin to be sorry for your sin. Used to, you thought it was funny, you thought sin was cool. You wanted to you know, talk about how much you sin to impress your friends, but then all of a sudden, you begin to see that your sin separates you from a holy God. You begin to experience deep within you that unless you're saved, you're going to go to hell. And you're going to be forever separated from God and you want to be saved. And if that's taken place in your life today, we encourage you to come forward In this time of invitation, right where you are, ask God to save you. Tell God that you believe in His Son, Jesus Christ, and that you feel in your heart that you're separated, your sin is separated, and that the blood of Jesus will cleanse you. And you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, and you can have salvation today. You can become a new creation in Christ today where the old is gone and the new is come, and you can become a mover and a shaker today. And that's so important that if God is convicting your heart and you're living in sin and you know the way you're living doesn't please God, you can be saved today by putting your trust in Jesus Christ. And we encourage you don't put it off. Don't put it off. Deal with that conviction right now and get right with God. And if we can help you and you coming forward and letting us pray with you about that, that's what this time of invitation is about. Or if as a believer, you're under conviction today because you know God's calling you to be a mover and a shaker and you need to get some things right, get that right with God right now so that we can be strengthened, empowered, and go out and make disciples in this week to come. So we're going to close our live stream right now, but if you're listening on live stream and you need prayer or help, or you want to pray with us uh, to receive Christ as your Savior, get in touch with us this week. But let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll let's go ahead and stand up. We'll pray, and then we'll enter into our time of invitation. God, we ask You to move. This is a time where we're inviting you, God, to move and to shake. God, for us that might be here today in our sins, separated from you, bound for hell for all eternity. God, send your light, bring your conviction so that those sinners will repent and know you as Savior and Lord. God, if we're here today, we've gone through the motions, but we have a dead faith. Just like you called Lazarus out of the tomb, call us out of that tomb of religion, of of selfishness, of sinfulness, and let us rise to new life today. God, if we're believers here today and we just got our priorities mixed up, Help us to get right with You as we close. But God, how we pray for workers for the harvest. We pray for movers and shakers to shine light. Move with power today so that we might move in Your power in this week to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.